back to the Notre Dame Hounds podcast. I am your host, as always, Jamie Nugabar, and I'm thrilled, absolutely thrilled to have with me today in person here from beautiful Sunny Wilcox. It is John O'Hoynes of Telluride, Colorado. John, thank you so much for joining me. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's an absolute uh, treat to have you on and got to start off right off the top. Are you a soccer fan by any chance? You know, I can't say I am. But I do you know soccer, what happened yesterday, Jono? I don't. Or was it yesterday, a couple days ago? I don't. Canada beat the USA in soccer. Big World Cup qualifier. But uh, you're not interested. You oh, said you were geez. playing soccer, though, when you were younger? Yep. I had some I had some soccer uh, days when I was little. Grew up playing it, but I can't say I watch much of it on the television well that did that that uh be, that beginning attempt of mine to chirp you did not go very well no but that's mo- as my wife will tell you that's how chirping usually goes for me it doesn't go so well oh god my daughter will tr- probably chirp me better than anybody but uh what did i tell you what my daughter said to me uh, a little bit ago she mm. was uh sh- i was lying on the ground and i closed my eyes and she said uh Oh, Daddy, are you tired from sitting on the couch all day? Oh. And I was like, oh, <laughs> dagger to my heart. Anyways, we move on. Jono, as I mentioned, uh, an O2 from uh, Telluride, Colorado. Uh, you know, uh, do you feel like, you know, as we're 37, 38 games into the season now, Jono, like, um, you know, obviously everybody has lots of room to grow, but do you feel like you're, you know, kind of getting it a little bit more, like sort of how you're going to be, uh, you know, like really effective play your game? That, that, you know, the John O'Brand is, I guess, at this level. Do you, do you have a better sense of that now? Yeah, definitely, I think. Um, I'm definitely getting a feel for the juniors' experience. It's a lot It's a lot different than uh, the hockey I played before, but I'm definitely finding where, where I fit in in that, and I'm excited to keep going. For sure. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, John O, and people never will hear this, but that's okay. The Melville Millionaires, voice of the Melville Millionaires, Benny Walchuk, uh, last time we played uh, Melville, he was all like, that John O'Hoynes, wow. Like, I'd never noticed him before, and he's good. So, there you go. you got some fans out there, John, I can tell you that. I want to talk about, you know, where you played before just a little bit. Uh, you know, you have prep experience. You have minor hockey experience. Uh, you know, how do you kind of weigh those out in terms of how they were beneficial? Or is it just when you're a kid, you're just playing hockey? It doesn't really matter where you are. Um, it's definitely... It's definitely less of definitely matters less where you are when you're a kid, I'd say. Uh-huh. But I think I had I had good experiences at prep. I think um, that's when I started. You know, getting it gets more serious once you hit prep and you're you're starting to figure out what's next. But in terms of the most valuable uh, place I ever played, gee, I don't know. Couldn't tell you. Well, fair enough. But I just mean like, um, you know. Even even last year, I guess you had uh, some NAPHL experience. Mm-hmm. You were at uh, the Frederick Gunn School. You've been, you know, Boston Junior Bandits. You know, at the same time, I guess you were playing prep. Was it the same time in 1920, or was yeah. it sort of one and then the other? Yeah, that was uh, Bandits was just split season. So in the fall, oh, okay. Instead of playing like a fall sport for the school, you get you get some uh, hockey games in that aren't. Uh, affiliated with the school and then you play the school season okay so how does a kid from colorado end up spending as much time in new england as you have um well when i was younger my mom moved out there for and then she started teaching in uh brookline massachusetts and then i stayed back in colorado for another year 
And then after that, last year, I, I headed out east to find some different hockey just because uh, in my small town, there wasn't much to offer, and I was and it was what I loved to do, so I wanted to keep uh, figuring out what's next. For sure. So, um, you know, you get uh, Portsmouth like Abbey School. Where is that? And and like, is, was that where your mom was teaching? Is that why you kind of ended up there specifically? No, there's so no shame in that either, Jonna. We no, all need all the help. We need all the no. help we can get. What? Why Portsmouth Abbey? No. So School? my mom. Did, did not teach at Portsmouth Abbey, but she did teach at the Frederick Gunn School. Oh, okay. And then, so I went to Cardigan Mountain School, which is in uh, New Hampshire. Oh, and okay. I went there eighth grade and ninth grade year. Oh, okay. And uh, that school is like a feeder into all those prep schools. Like kids from, from Cardigan will go to all of the, uh, like, what's it, ISL schools and and stuff. And then, so that that's how I got to Portsmouth Abbey was through Cardigan. And then I went there for two years, didn't like it much. Mm. Er, no, I liked it actually, but had its had its pros and cons. And then I, my mom uh, started working at the gunnery, Frederick Gun School, and then I transferred over there for my last year of high school. Oh, okay. So just, you know, bouncing around different uh, places out east. I, th- I thought maybe Cardigan Mountain School, because it had the word mountain in it, would maybe be uh, Colorado. Are there prep schools in Colorado? I don't know if I've heard they're, of them one. Hockey prep schools, I mean. I'm sure there's pl- plenty of, like, football or basketball prep schools. but uh, I mean, I'm sure there's lots of, uh, like, day day prep schools. The only, like, boarding one I really hear a lot about is called Fountain Valley, but I don't. Okay. I really don't know much about it. Sure, fair enough. I just realized, and you guys won't hear this out here as you're listening to the podcast, just realized that part of the reason why I, I was getting low levels of recording on the uh, computer is because it was not, that volume wasn't up very high. <laughs> uh, do it. So, Jono, what I always tell people is one day I'll be good at my job. Today isn't it. It may not be tomorrow, but one day... In the future, at some point, <laughs> it'll happen, uh, and I'll let you know when you're at, you know, uh, in the show and or you're in Europe or whatever you want to do. Um, so you know, you you're playing uh, Frederick Gunn there, and also you pl- end up playing, you know, '95 Giants. What are the '95 Giants? Who are they? And how did how did you kind of you know go from prep and then like now I'm gonna get an opportunity to play some minor hockey? I guess is that in Boston? I'm guessing that yeah, it's in Attleboro, Mass. It's okay. uh. So that year was a crazy year. That was COVID year. Yeah. And uh, last year we're talking about. Yeah, that. we're talking last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was supposed to have a good season at the Gunnery, and then uh, that just we didn't get a single game in. So I had to f- figure out last minute what I was going to do, how I was going to play mm-hmm. some hockey, and uh, I knew the coach Rob uh, okay. from from a while back, and then uh, so I ended up getting a bunch of games in. Actually, I ended up going to Florida with them, and oh. Texas with them, so I had a lot of fun with wow. uh, that team, actually. Why are they called the 95 Giants? You know, I I couldn't tell you. They got some interesting uh, uniforms, though. Okay, oh. there you go. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, watching the video on you, uh, you know, preseason, it was all 95 Giants yeah. stuff. So I'm like, what are the 95 Giants? I mean, I guess it's a very memorable name. I'll give it the yeah. credit for that. But uh, if your guys are, you know, you're only allowed 20 guys. So if you have 95 Giants playing at once, 
you know, there's my attempt at a joke, but it was clearly a <laughs> terrible one. Um, you once told me a story, and I'm ho- wondering if you would share it with the people about uh, a time you went to an MLS soccer game. Because we were just talking about soccer there a second ago. But uh, uh, tell, tell, tell the world uh, the, the great story you told me while over a foosball game one time, if you don't mind, John. No, I don't mind. I, was, I got the privilege to go to a uh, revolution game. New England Revolution, MLS, yeah. And uh, so... Yeah, I actually, the the first school I went to in Massachusetts, I met a kid there named Jacob Kraft, and, and uh, he he ended up bringing me to that. His, his grandfather is uh, Robert Kraft, mm-hmm. so he's a... He's we, we all know him as Bob. Yeah, Bob so Kraft. he's obviously a big part of that organization. And, um, <laughs> big part, yeah. And, and, you know, Jacob's a great kid, and he was a good friend of mine, and, I, and you know, I didn't know, I didn't know a lot about... Yeah uh massachusetts or who who that family was or anything but um but yeah it was cool he he took me to the game and it was it was a good experience yeah so very cool so bob craft owns the craft empire with the current with the craft dinner and the peanut butter and he owns uh the the uh new england patriots and the new england revolution of the mls probably lots of other things so that's pretty cool, you know. You end up in a luxury box. Did you enjoy the game? Was it fun? I, I, you know, I can't say I remember much about uh, the game, but okay, fair enough. But it was, it was a definitely cool. Yeah, and obviously, uh, you know, to go to a box or whatever is always, uh, is always a lot of fun. You know, so fast forward to this year, and you know, out of you know, you find a couple games there in uh, the states. You're talking about the opportunities to travel around and the '95 Giants and uh, and whatnot. And you, uh, I guess, uh, are scouted or seen by a team in the North American Hockey League, uh, and you go to camp there. You know, which team was that, and what was that experience like for you? That was so. I was I uh, went to a prospect week in Maine for the Nordiques. Okay, uh, which was awesome. Uh, they have a good uh, organization up there. But worse broadcasting, probably right. Oh yeah, definitely. Worse Nothing can talk. Okay. Jamie knew yeah, there you go. There you go. I love to fish for compliments. I always tell the players, I'm interrupting right now, but we can get back to it. I always tell the players that come through the Notre Dame Hounds Junior 8, junior hockey is not about the players. It's about the broadcasters. Yeah. All right, go ahead. <laughs> but, uh, yep, so I went up there for prospect week, got invited to uh, the main camp, went to main camp. You went to the main The main, main camp. Main, main yeah. camp. And then okay. uh, from there, got invited to training camp. Can't say I had the best training camp there, but why would you say that? I don't know. I just, I just wasn't my week. I guess mm-hmm. wasn't my weekend. But uh, and then found myself here with uh, Brett. I got think him, Brett, and uh, the main coach mm-hmm. uh, had some communicating, and then uh, that's that's what brought me here. So that must have been a real uh, whirlwind, because you know you. Uh, I guess you, you get done that camp there, and and I know this is a, a regular occurrence. You kind of you hear about this all the time. You know, a guy doesn't make one team or whatever in the middle of training camp and all that, but jumps to another. But I'm guessing you made you know friendships quickly, maybe in Maine, and yeah. and obviously trying to make that team and looking about your options, and all of a sudden, boom! Hey, you're going to Saskatchewan. Yeah. <laughs> so like, you know, obviously you you talk about how you know the main coach and Brett had some sort of relationship. But uh, what was it kind of like on your end? What was that sort of thought process on whether to, you know, if, I don't know how, how to word this, like the the thought process for a kid to report or not report, that kind of thing is never, you know, straightforward. It would be a perfect world where everybody just says, you know, we're at anywhere in the world, yeah, I'll come there. But 
it's it's often a thing that guys think about at least i guess so what was that like for you or was, did you not even have time to be like um thinking too much about it to be honest i i was i was prepared for uh i i slowly but surely figured out how how all juniors hockey worked and how it's uh-huh. a lot can go on and a lot can go on last minute and a lot of crazy stuff happens so i was i would say i was pretty prepared for for almost anything i'd say saskatchewan was a stretch for sure but but i was you know i was uh i was i was ready for for what what juniors was and how it can be hectic and crazy and you can Mm. get you can get thrown around i think everyone has and if you're like if you if you if you uh don't take offers or an opportunity seriously i'm not saying everybody should take every opportunity i'm not saying that but if you don't take it seriously, then you could just get like stuck and lost in no man's land mm-hmm. pretty easily too, I mm-hmm. guess, right? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, so yeah, actually when when I went to Maine I was missing out on a couple other things. So it was uh-huh. me kinda shooting for Maine and, and I, I was closing uh uh a couple doors mm. which I won't say what those are, but sure. I was closing a couple doors while going there, so I was kinda like taking a risk and, and then um got sent here but yeah i think like that year especially it was a crazy year like i wasn't playing at at the gunnery i was mm. on 95 and then but so i just i was prepared for for anything and i think everyone everyone's got a different path and then you go where you go and mm-hmm. at the end of the day like you're playing hockey every day and you're with all your yeah. friends so there's not much to complain about yeah and then so how you know just uh, i guess how are you enjoying being a notre dame hound i know Within uh, Saskatchewan, I guess there's a perspective within the the, the plugged-in hockey world, and we were talking about it before the the uh, we started recording this about uh, you know like uh, how amazing it is. You know, you think about the Rod Brindamores and the Morgan Rileys and the Jaden Schwartzes and Curtis Josephs. The list just is just mind-boggling of how many people have been through here. So there's so many different you know perspectives on it uh, i guess how have you found it how have, how have you found that this setup is is helping you um i think you know i didn't actually know much about notre dame but when i got here i definitely learned all about that that history that you're talking about and and i think they got they got something special with all the history they got here but in terms of this year like and the junior a program it's it's great and we all live in the same dorm and we're all real close and wouldn't uh, wouldn't have had it any other way than to be here in nd for sure uh you know a couple more questions uh appreciate it could talk to you for for hours obviously and um you know always appreciate your time joined by john O'Hoynes of the of the notre dame hounds uh you know this this year goes on i guess and uh um you know pretty young team for the most part uh you know plenty of 03s the captain is an 03 you know assistants in 03 uh you know so it's it's a young uh it's a young core i guess and um, you know, at the trade deadline, you know, Brett goes out and gets, you know, 301 forwards. And I'm wondering, I guess, you know, what kind of goes through your head, uh, you know, in that moment. Is it a situation where it's like, um, you know, I could just, I like, I, I'm no longer, quote unquote, one of the older guys, quote unquote, now I'm, I can just go out and play hockey? Or what was your kind of perspective about all those moves? Um, I, I think, you know, again, you kind of just all that kind of just happens all the time and you got to just uh-huh. I don't know I, I love having all those new ones brought on I think they're they're all great guys I've met them all I'm, all, I'm good buddies with all of them and I think it was honestly great gave us a lot of depth mm-hmm. up front and uh 
and yeah, some leadership and some some experience. So I, I thought it was great. For sure, and um, you know, I always look at how a, how a guy does over the course of a year. As you know, some guys like start gangbusters and then fall off. Some guys like take their time and 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 everything. And it's sort of you know, there's all sorts of different uh, all sorts of different ways to it. But I think really. Um, you know, you've had a pretty consistent level of play. There's been times where the pucks have gone in, the puck times where the pucks haven't. But uh, you know, you have dealt with uh, a good amount of um, you know adversity, uncertainty. We kind of just talked about it. You know, moving out to a very different part of the states. Obviously, Canada's enormous. America is also enormous, so you're super far away from Colorado and and in there and having to deal with you know doing your own laundry and whatever it is that you had to do mm. all of a sudden as even a younger person then coming to Notre Dame as a junior hockey player, which is still a shock to some people uh, that you know they come out here and you know you're all of a sudden you have to be an adult to some degree. Um, so how how have you kind of dealt with you know not getting either too high or too low during the course of this year? How is how have you been able to manage that? Um, I I try to just take uh, one one game at a time and and yeah, I guess that's about it. One one day, one game at a time, and hopefully I'm on that upward uh, trajectory mm -hmm. in terms of over the course of the year and getting better. And that's that's why we're we're all out here. So yeah, for sure, getting better. Uh, John, again, appreciate your time. Uh, last question for you. Um, you know, I think I asked you on, in the course of a, the broadcast there in uh, Kindersley when you had just gotten back and you weren't in the lineup yet but and this is sort of a recording so I'll ask you um, you know you talked about your mom being uh, a teacher I guess you were saying uh, you know what's what's your family's names uh, you have siblings what do they do uh, and do you have anything you want to say to them if they're listening um, I got I got an older brother and he's actually in Spain right now oh, so doing he's what? he's uh, studying abroad in Spain oh right where is now. he do you know Barcelona or what Madrid. Madrid, I do know, okay. I do know Madrid. And uh, what's his name? Emmett, Emmett, Emmett. Hoynes. So okay. if he's if he's listening, then okay. Big what's hello he to him. Uh, he's taking two classes, and I don't know either <laughs> of them. Is he but taking Spanish? Yeah, he's he's you know he's getting immersed, and he's definitely <laughs> nice. learning Spanish. I uh, hope so. Okay, there you go. But so that's where he is, and I hope if he's listening, I'll big hi to him. Yeah. Hope he's doing good. Yeah. I'm sure he is. I know he follows the social media. I see the yeah. name. I see the name. And then. Uh, yeah, my dad, he'll probably give it a listen. There you go. What is, what's his name and what does he do? Bill. Bill, Bill Hoynes. Okay. And uh, he, he's a general contractor in Telluride still, Colorado. Okay. So he's back home. And then my mom's up in Maine right now. So hello to all the family. Okay. There uh, you go. Did you, did you, uh, can you do a good New England accent now after living oh, there? Gee. No, I don't think I can, to okay. be honest. Well, I've, early in the year, I was bugging Jono last point before we wrap it up because we got somebody else here waiting. But, um, early in the year, I was bugging Jono that we, he needed to watch, uh, the departed movie with, uh, uh Mark Wahlberg and, uh, Leo DiCaprio and, uh, Jack Nicholson and or Jack Nicholas, not Jack Nicholson. Uh, Jack Nicholson would be good in it too, probably because he's a great golfer. <laughs> but uh, that there's some amazing like sort of Boston accents in there, so I tried to bug him with that. But uh, anyways, Jono, thank you so much for your time. It was a, a treat, and uh, definitely need to have you on uh, the podcast again. Thank you very much, Newsy. Appreciate it.